Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Tugging it free, Hendricks wide open, Osterley loads and fires, save, rebounds, home. And Hendricks muscles at home. From Carpath and Finland, Jesse pulls your jersey. It's complete to John White across the 25 to the 20. White still going, touchdown, Eskimos. John White to the end zone. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chet. We are 50 hours away from the invasion, from the invasion of Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans. Friday night, the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium, your Edmonton Eskimos, last year's Grey Cup champions. Hosting the coach of that team, Chris Jones, and his new team from Saskatchewan. We will have, well, we will begin the preview of the game tonight. Plenty more tomorrow. Mike Benavides is going to drop by tonight. He's the Eskimos defensive coordinator, also their assistant head coach. Morley Scott, play-by-play voice for the Green and Gold here on Chad, will join us as well as the Eskimos try to get back in the win column. For the second straight year, they lose their season opener and then have a bye in Week 2. Plenty of Oilers stuff to talk about. The Billy Morris Cup will be played. Tonight in Jasper, as orientation camp continues, we'll have a live update from Brendan Ulrich later on in the show, and uh, we'll tee up some of the storylines out of that camp with Rick Carrier. He's going to join us in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, Wade Redden will be on the show. Guy I've interviewed several times from Hillmont, Saskatchewan, just north of uh, Lloyd Minster, retired a few years ago. Now a new job. With the Nashville Predators, Wade will fill us in on that. We'll talk a little Euro soccer. My goodness, we have a lot to get to. Going to be a fun show. I am always happy to hear from you as well by texting 630-630. You can also call 780-496-0063. Thanks for tuning in. It is 609. My name is Reed Wilkins, and I am Taylor Swift's next boyfriend. You will also hear from tonight. Love talking to these two. Edmonton basketball stars Catherine and Michelle Plouffe, twin sisters, members of the Canadians, uh, the Canadian women's national basketball team, the Olympic team, getting set, set to play in Rio in a month. Of course, this weekend, they have three games against China, who they're also going to play in their very first game at the Olympics, Saturday at 7, Sunday at 4, Monday at 7, at the Savile Centre. If you would like to go to the game Sunday at 4... Should we do this right now, Matthew Panashik? Let's go ahead. Are the phone lines open? They are. Do we have people manning the phones? Just me. <laughs> yeah, we, we just got one guy sort of watching the phones. 780-496-0063. What are we going to do? Caller number five for the number of starters on a basketball team. Caller number five. You can win four tickets to this game, the Edmonton Grads Classic, Sunday at 4 p.m., Canada against China. 
All right. And uh, I believe we're going to give away tickets to uh, the game Monday at 7 later on in the show. But this one is for the game Sunday at 4. All right. So want to ju- jump into some Oilers talk here right off the top. We, we are going uh, to get Rick Carrier on the show again in about 7 or 8 minutes. He's the Oilers Senior Director of Player Development. Certainly what's been going on with Jesse Pugliarve, he's uh, you know, a little, little banged up, so he hasn't been doing a lot of on-ice on stuff in Jasper. We'll talk a little bit about Tyler Benson and, and how they sort of evaluate the guys over this short time here at the start of the summer. Uh, Peter Shirelli, Edmonton Oilers General Manager, Spoke to uh, Tom Gazzola from Oilers TV and uh, Rob Tichkowski from uh, the Edmonton Sun. And they asked Shirelli about the criticism he has faced as the result of specifically the Taylor Hall trade. It, like These are deals that we, we do a lot of thinking on. Uh, we know the players. I know the players. And I'm really excited about the deals. And, and whatever deal that we would make would be subject to criticism. That In my 20-plus years in this business, that's what happens. So you have to have thick skin as a GM. You know you have to improve the team. I felt we've improved the team significantly. And, um, you know, like the, the proof will be in the pudding. But, I mean, I understand all the uh, all the pundits and all the social media. Like That's what their job is. That's right. what they do. That's what you guys do. I understand that. So... Um, we're, we're open targets, but, you know, we're in a hot seat for a reason, and we want to build this team to, to be a winner, to be a Stanley Cup winner. And, and we gotta we got to improve our defense, which we did, and we got to get bigger and heavier, uh, which we did, and with, with skill. Yeah. That thick skin's a big, a big deal because those aren't easy easy moves to pull a trigger on. If you're, you know, it's, if you're it, 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 it's not, and, and I don't know. Like, you know, the, I understand the, the, the impact of... Of these things, and I understand the passion of the fans, and 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 I understand the uh, the kind of the the approach that the the national pundits take, and and but you know I, for every for every nationally publicized article uh, criticizing us, I can I can pull up one that doesn't criticize us. Mm-hmm. For every uh, opinion on it, I can pull up one that does. I just know that it's improved the team, and we're closer to being a contending team. And we're closer to being a team that's that's going to win the Stanley Cup. All right, so that is Peter Shirelli, and this is a guy who I mean, look, if you're going to be the general manager of a professional sports team, you better realize you're in the eye of the storm. And to some extent, you simply have to have the ability, I think, anyway, to not care what people think. And I mean, I, I don't I don't want to sound like Peter Shirelli is sitting there being disrespectful to the fans because that's not what I mean. But when Peter Shirelli makes a move, he basically has to not have the ability to not care what other people are going to say about it. And, and I think that translates probably into almost any profession. And I'm sure you can think of a time in, in your life, whatever you do for a living, when you've had to say, I'm the expert, I'm the one who believes in this, I'm the one who's, do, who's done the homework, and I'm making this decision in my workplace or about my personnel or about my life or whatever. And I think Shirelli is there. He and again, he is using as as I've mentioned before this week, he is using stronger language than he has in the past. He's saying they've improved the team significantly, and he's actually dropped closer to being a Stanley Cup contender uh, into that into that clip there a couple of times. Whereas I think over the pre previous year, we heard just a lot of improve the team and 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 let's see what happens. I don't think they're a Stanley Cup contender. I don't think he thinks they're a Stanley Cup contender this year. But I do think Peter Shirelli believes the Oilers are better uh, and more improved 
then he probably believes that more than even the most optimistic Oilers fan, quite frankly. I, I think he really believes that, that these moves that he's made have, have pushed the team in the right direction. He made moves last year. Uh, I, I didn't hear... I certainly don't recall hearing language quite as strong. So we'll see what goes on there. Uh, of course, maybe there could be more to come. We talked a lot about the uh, Tyson Berry potential. He has filed for arbitration. So uh, anyway, well, several storylines for the Oilers to uh, to keep an eye on here, including what is going on tonight in Jasper Orientation Camp, the Billy Moores Cup. We will tee that up with Oilers Senior Director of Player Development, Rick Carrier, when we get back. You're listening to 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Blue Jays up two nothing on the Kansas City Royals. That game is in the bottom of the fifth. Marcus Stroman for the Jays so far tonight has uh, not allowed a run, has not allowed a hit, has not given up a walk. He has struck out three. So the Blue Jays leading it uh, two nothing. Bottom of the fifth, uh, of course, the Blue Jays trying to... They are they are in a wild-card position. They're trying to uh, track down, pardon me, Baltimore. They're two and a half back of Baltimore for first in the American League East. The Orioles are playing at the L.A. Dodgers. The game is tied 4-4. I don't know if you saw this, Matthew. It's 4-4 in the 14th inning in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. A bit of a marathon. In, well, the Blue Jays have the one against Cleveland last week. That, was a, that went 19 innings, right? Yes. 2-1. So yep. uh, this one up to 14 innings. We will keep you updated on both those. Team Brick Alberta at the Brick Invitational at West Edmonton Mall. Jason Huang, the game-winning goal in overtime this afternoon. Team Brick beats the Detroit Red Wings 2-1 in overtime. They are 2-2. Two and two. They have five points. You get three points for a win, two points for an overtime win. So two today. They play 12:30 tomorrow at the Big Mall against the Saskatchewan Junior Pats. You can text 6:30, 6:30. Uh, this texter says, uh, "Read Taylor Swift doesn't deserve you." Thanks for that. And uh, Michael said, uh, "Hey, Reed, I remember hearing you were going to have Cassie Campbell on. Is that upcoming, or did I miss it?" We had Cassie Campbell on. Was that on Monday, Matthew? I believe it was on Monday. Yes. Cassie Campbell, great, uh, legendary Canadian female hockey player on the Canadian women's team. Three Olympic medals, two of them gold. She was on Monday. Uh, she's been named to the Order of Canada. If you miss, how do, how do people go listen to stuff they missed? Go on to 630Ched.com and then go on to the Inside Sports page. You'll find all the interviews there. And we have a plethora of audio files. Yes, we do. All right. You can also hear my somewhat depressing I, I I must have, I think I really upset people. Or not upset, I think I worried people with my lamentation on my golf game last night. That was in the final half hour. Trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm a much more positive person than I sounded like during that 15-minute window. We'll have to discuss how your Texas scramble went today, buddy. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Thanks again to Kevin Carius for inviting me. Easter Seals Celebrity Golf Classic at the Belvedere. Thanks to my playing group, Randy, Gill, Peter, and Jason. You guys were great and hit some really good shots. More than I did, that's for sure. Okay, uh, who won the uh, basketball tickets, by the way? Uh, Jane did. Jane gets the four tickets. This is to, That was to Sunday's game, Sunday at 4. Yes. Later on tonight, probably in the same half hour, we'll have, we're will we going to have the ploofs on. We'll give away four tickets to the game Monday at 7, the final game in the series against China. Sound good? 
We'll, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do that a little bit later on. We want to go out to Jasper right now. Rick Carrier is the Oilers' Senior Director of Player Development. Rick, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Reed. Thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah, good to talk to you. The uh, orientation camp, the development camp, continuing in Jasper, and it's it's fun tonight, the Billy Moore's Cup, because these guys have been working hard. It's been exciting for a few of them because they were recently drafted, and uh, they get to play a bit of a game tonight. Well, it is, Reed. You know what? The, the, the players have been excellent. The attitudes are great. The effort's been excellent, uh, and we've had the the NHL and the AHL coaches on the ice with them have gone through a lot of stuff the last few days. And uh, tonight I think they're all really excited to uh, to show some of the things that they might have learned. What kind of things do you try to stress in terms of the on-ice stuff during this camp? Is it sort of, okay, this is how the Oilers do things at an NHL level, or is it more just kind of uh, getting them into a, a bit of a rhythm of what it might be like to be an NHLer? It's kind of a combination of, of both, I would say, and that, you know, uh, Todd McClellan's done, done a lot of uh, talks with the, with the players and so have the coaches. The video meetings have been great. And, and a lot of it is like, here's the structure that the Edmonton Oilers play with. But within that, they really uh, key in on all the skills and tactics that are involved in those in that particular type of, uh, of play. And, uh you know, it's been it's been a real learning experience for a lot of the players. I think. Tell me a little bit about Yessi uh, Puliarve. I know uh, you guys were thrilled to get him at the draft, and uh, I know I talked to Tom Gazol a couple of days ago, and I think Tom said he wasn't skating because of a bit of a knee tweak. Uh, what can you tell us about him? And, and, and if he hasn't been able to skate, how he's been able to sort of participate and get in the groove? Well, he's been good. They've just kept him off the ice, you know, just because he's just recovering from that uh, work that he had done on his knee at the end of the year. And uh, he's really fit in well, uh, you know, off the ice with, with all the players. And, and you know, we, we bike around Jasper. We bike to the breakfast and to the rink. And he's able to participate in all of that. And he's always around. He's watching. He's in all the meetings. And uh, he's been a full participant other than just being on the ice. And what a great kid with an excellent attitude. Well, that's good to hear. And and I got to tell you, Rick, going back to the draft, one of the coolest moments for me was when Tyler Benson came over <laughs> for mm. his interview with me and Jack and Bob and and talk about the biggest grin I've ever seen. I, I mean, an Edmonton kid thrilled to be drafted by the Edmonton Oilers. And and I know when when you talk to people who scout him and saw him play in the Western Hockey League, and I know he had a, an injury-riddled season, but they talk about his energy and his work ethic. Have, have you seen that from Tyler this week? No, I have. We we have, and and uh, his enthusiasm for the game is 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 great. Like he's he's excited. He's always smiling, like you say. But uh, he's excellent work ethic. He brings a lot of skill, and uh, you know his his skating's good. And like. It's, he just brings uh, brings the level of the camp up with his ability to make plays and move the puck. Do you notice a difference between the guys who are going through this for the second time? Um, you know, Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones, to name, to name a couple, and the first year guys. I mean, do you notice uh, any more maturity, any more composure, or does that just maybe vary from individual to individual? No, I, I, I think there's. You can see a, a little bit, bit of a difference, especially with some of the first first year uh, players that we just drafted, and they're a year younger, and, and then some of these guys like, you know, Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear have uh, have come in and had really good uh, weeks with us here, and 
you can see there's a level of almost leadership within them, and but they, they know the way around. And the other guys that we've had, too, are Todd Vessel and Aiden Year, who last time we were in Jasper, it was their first year, and they, uh, they've been really good, too. They've helped show the way on the on – the, when we're biking around town, they know where to go, and uh, it's been really good having those guys around, too. Rick Carriere joining us. He's the Director of Player Development for the Edmonton Oilers. The Billy Moores Cup coming up in less than an hour tonight in Jasper, so that's going to be a lot of fun for people to follow. I, I want to ask you about Ethan Bear because I was there on uh, a Saturday when uh, the guys did their fitness testing before they left for Jasper, and the, the team announced his entry-level contract. Fifth-round pick who had a great offensive season with the Seattle Thunderbirds, and uh, I, I know I've talked to, to people who work with the Thunderbirds, and, and they, they tell you about what a strong family he has and, and uh, you know, just his joy of, of, of being a hockey player and his desire to, to get better. And, and, and Rick, Rick, I mean, you've got to be you got to be thrilled <laughs> to have a kid like that and who probably last season um, – you can tell me, but in my mind, probably you know achieved a little more offensively than maybe anybody was expecting. Well, he does. He's got that. He's got the big shot. That's the one thing that you notice with him all the time. But but his skating has improved, and he passes the puck hard like a pro, and brings a lot of things. But the the biggest thing is that he's so well grounded, and you know he signed his contract. But you know, other than the big smile on his face, he went to work the next day just as usual. Do you? Now, as things are wrapping up here over tonight and tomorrow, do you kind of give each kid a, a, a checklist or some items to, to think about to work on over the summer or tell us what sort of messaging you want to leave them with as, as they go into the summer break now? Well, we have two sort of levels of player. You know, we've got our, our, our players that we drafted that are going to college, and this will be the last time that we see them until we you know, see them during the year. You know, in, in when their season start, we start watching them play a little bit. But uh, so we'll give them some some information. We've already had meetings, one on one meetings with all the players, talking about their fitness scores and uh, things that they need to work on to improve over the season. But uh, the junior guys, we're going to see them all again here uh, in the fall at the rookie camp. So that's when we'll uh, have a little bit more of a, a lengthy meeting with those guys to outline the development plan for those people going forward. Okay, and Rick, before I let you go, uh, I know you mentioned that there's the the AHL coaches are there, the NHL coaches are there. I don't think Todd McClellan's been on the on the ice. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but who's going to be uh, running the benches tonight? Well, no, Todd's uh, we, we, Todd doesn't go on the ice, but uh, the assistant coaches are all on the ice, and and it's going to be the American League staff that are going to run on the benches. So uh, there's. Uh, there's some competition. There's some stuff. There's some, I don't know what it is on the line, but I know they have something on the line. One team is coaching Team Messier, and and sorry, uh, one group is coaching Team Messier, and the other group's coaching Team Gretzky. So we'll see how things shake out here in the game. I'm sure it's going to be competitive, and uh, they're going to they're going to coach as hard as they've ever coached. Well, right on. I know it's uh, this is always a fun event, so I hope the fans in Jasper get to check it out here, and uh, we'll keep people updated throughout Inside Sports tonight. Rick, thanks so much for your time, man. I'll let you get to the rink. Thanks a lot, Reed. Take care. Rick Carrier, Senior Director of Player Development for your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Billy Moores Cup starts in just over half an hour. We'll have a live update from the game with Brendan Ulrich from Oilers Now coming up between 8 and 8.30 tonight. The Edmonton Eskimos defense got shredded two weeks ago. Defensive coordinator Mike Benavides answers for it next. (laughs) 
You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. One of the best guitar intros in the history of rock and roll. Bringing you back tonight, Inside Sports on 630 Chad. It is 635. Thank you so much for tuning in. The Toronto Blue Jays up 2-1 on Kansas City, bottom of the sixth inning at Rogers Center. Euro today, semifinals. Portugal over Wales, 2-0. France and Germany will play tomorrow. The final, of course, will be played on Sunday. Uh, Portuguese soccer fanatic Kevin Jesus from Global Television will join us a little bit later on in the show for uh, his thoughts as Portugal tries to finally get a big win at an international tournament. Milos Raonic, Canadian, into the semifinals at Wimbledon. He beats Sam Querrey 6-4-7-5-5-7-6-4. He gets Roger Federer in the next round. Your scoreboard is presented by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can call 310-GLASS today. All right. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. A lot to come tonight. Wade Redden, former NHL All-Star, is going to join us. Uh, Brendan Allrup will have the update from the Oilers orientation camp from the Billy Moore's Cup in Jasper. The Plouffe sisters, Catherine and Michelle, the pride of the Edmonton basketball community, members of the Canadian Women's Olympic basketball team. They're going to be on at 7.30 tonight. But we got to talk about this and other stuff. Motion starts for Ottawa. They'll send three receivers to the short side. That's to the left of the line as Harris drops back and throws. Going to the end zone. Man's wide open. Touchdown. Wow. Brad Sinopoli is absolutely wide open in the end zone. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, the two Ottawa quarterbacks, Harris and Burris, combining to pass for 400 and 43 yards against the Edmonton Eskimos defense as Ottawa won it in overtime. The Eskimos off last week. Back to work hosting Saskatchewan on Friday. Assistant head coach and defensive coordinator Mike Benavides joins us now. Mike, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks a lot for uh, joining me. Big game uh, coming up here tomorrow night against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But Mike, I, I, I got to look back a little bit first, and I know I know athletes and coaches hate doing that, but but I hear a lot, and I got to talk about that last game. So let me just get a couple things out of the way and, and put that. Totally down. understand, Reed. I understand it. <laughs> you've been through it, and, and you've been on both sides of the microphone too. So so you know you know sometimes <laughs> yeah. how we pick things apart. Um, I mean, the, the, the Ottawa game, they tied it with a 55-yard field goal, which I, I guess you could call a low-percentage kick. Having said that, on their last drive, did you feel you were too passive in any of your play calling? Was there anything you, you would have done different there if you, if you do that situation again? Well, I think when you look at it, you take uh, you always, on hindsight, is twenty twenty. But when we t- took a look at it, and I looked at the time, and they took the time out to 28, seconds and they start or 38 seconds and they started back at 28 everything that we did was to keep everything in front of us and you know in terms of keeping it around the line marker that we were at i'm saying to jay on the headset you know if we could keep him within that framework he's not going to be able to make it he's never made one that long but when you take a look at it our guys are aggressive and that's kind of our nature and by choice so i I think when you take a look at it it didn't work out and unfortunately the plan uh fell apart so would i do it differently Maybe yes, maybe no. The ultimate result was that we lost. And that's at the end of the day, it's never one play, one drive. But uh, certainly, that drive was disappointing. There's some things that uh, the guys wanted to do differently. 
they hit for some big plays in that game. You know, some guys have been been singled out for getting beat, though I know you probably look at it full on as as the team structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple guys got a little banged up in that game as well. Will there be any personnel changes in terms of your starting defense tomorrow? No, I mean, right now we're hopeful that everybody stays intact. We've practiced that week. They've had a good week of preparation, and you're right. I've never been in a game where I had every defensive player dressed having to play, but that's kind of the nature of the beast, and that's what happened on that night. But fortunately, everybody's, you know, back to, uh, you know, capable of playing. So right now we would dress the same group that we have and uh, grow from what we uh, went through, learn, had a good week of practice, and go out there and perform on Friday. But uh, the lineup will be the same. All right, so uh, I don't know if you did it personally, but Dion Lacey's fingers are back in the right place. <laughs> yeah, they're back in the right place. And so is uh, Laddie's uh, finger. He, his is back in, the, uh, back in the place. You know, the ankle for J.C. is fine, getting better. Uh, you know, the knee for uh, Patrick's getting better. So all those guys that got Nick, um, you know, are back. But, you know, when you look at a game like that, that's an explosive group. They hit us with a couple of plays. We kept everything the way we wanted it for two and a half quarters, and then it kind of slipped away from us. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, you single out individuals, you got to learn. And I know, you know, people talk about an experience, and I've done the same thing. But at the end of it, uh, it's disappointing. It can't happen again, and we need to be better. I'm glad you brought up Kenny Ladler because I know talking with Morley and Dave a lot during training camp, they said, watch out for this Kenny Ladler guy. So, you know, it was exciting to hear that, that he was coming in and really making an impact. Tell me a little bit about his skill set and what makes him a potentially really special player for you guys. Well, and I think the guys, you know, pinned it down. He was really good at our Florida camp, our mini camp, and we play him in various spots, kind of get a feel for him. He came from the National Football League with the Buffalo Bills and kind of was that safety hybrid guy that's around the box. And, you know, the, the nickel position where he plays is a hard position in our league because uh, people know Chip Cox and obviously last year Mr. Foster. It, it, that position is always moving around because of the formational movements from the receivers. And then they also have to get involved in blitzing. They also have to be involved in stopping around. So he's a physical player. He has a high football IQ. And I just like the way his disposition and his attitude towards the game. So when you take a look at it, uh, I think he could be very, very special. Uh, CFL.ca called me about him this week as well. You take a look at a guy in his first game. you got to remember, this is his first CFL start. There's so much going on. And he was able to force fumbles, you know, get involved with some tips and make a whole bunch of tackles. So he's a very active, athletic player and plays with the attitude that I want on our football team. And I do think he's going to be a really bright star for us and in this league. Eskimos assistant head coach and defensive coordinator Mike Benavides joining us inside sports on uh, on 630 Chet. Saskatchewan come to town. They're also 0-1. Darian Durant has been a big story for that team throughout his entire career, often because of his excellent play over the last couple of years because fans haven't been able to 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 see him as much, which I think is a, is a loss for the league as a whole because I think he's one of the more fun players to watch regardless of who you're cheering for. What what makes him difficult to defend? I think the biggest thing with Darian, and I've competed against him many, many times, is he's a competitor. He really is that. He's got a big arm. He's a big, thick athlete, so it's not like you could just knock him down easily on a blitz or, or coming off a pass rush. He's, he's stout in the pocket. He's, he's a strong athlete, as I said, and he's got a really strong arm. And the other thing, too, that you know you can't fall asleep on him in terms of 
you know, if you give him a crease or if he's feeling good that day and he's feeling optimistic about his ability to run with his legs, it's a double threat. So anytime you have a quarterback in our league and our fans know Mike Riley for being that, it's hard to defend quarterbacks in this league when they have the ability to escape with their legs and extend the play. Um, and I think it's a combination of competitor, being a big athlete, and having a big arm and being able to run. I think that comprises a lot of different things that hurt you as a defense. And I think for a long time they've had some outstanding tools and athletes around them to help them along too. So, you know, it's like anything else. They're finding their way through that he's learning a new system, just like a lot of our guys are on both sides of our football team. But uh, he is a dangerous man. You can't let him uh, out of the pocket. You can't let him start slinging it downfield. Uh, Mike, I'm curious to, to get your response to this question. I, I, I mean, I, I've had seasons tickets to the Eskimos since 1997. So when the schedule comes out, I'm always checking when is Saskatchewan here because you know that team is going to you know that team travels well. There will be several thousand Saskatchewan fans. Um, there's a little extra storyline for this game with with Chris Jones and and the coaching staff back. And I know they were here in the preseason, but that one doesn't count in the standings. For for you and you've been coaching in the in the league for a long time and in the West. That there's something about, at least in my mind, is is there something about these Saskatchewan games where there's a different hubbub, a different sense of anticipation for them coming in? There always is. I mean, there always is. I think the fans know I worked in Calgary down the highway for five years, and any time you play that team, there's as many fans. Sometimes it seems like as your fans. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. They're great fans. The CFL fans are great, and there's a lot of them in the stadium. People are excited about it, and it matters to them, just like it matters to us here in Edmonton. And I think it's always a competitive game, and it's always a fun game. I mean, shoot, I was in Vancouver in BC Place for 13 years, and at first we didn't have a lot of fans, but there was always Saskatchewan fans all across the country. And there's always a little bit of extra juice to it because, you know, it's exciting to play in front of a big crowd, and those people travel, and, uh, you know, they'll have to travel here and get disappointed. <laughs> there we go. I love how you threw that in there at the end, just to just to add a little bit of extra spice to it. That was beautiful, Mike. <laughs> it's what we expect to do every day. Right on. Thanks a lot for joining us on Inside Sports, and uh, all the best on Friday night. Cheers. Thank you. Right on. That is Mike Benavides joining us, defensive coordinator, assistant head coach with your Edmonton Eskimos. Love that quote at the end about visiting Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans. They will have to travel here and get disappointed. That's what the Eskimos will set out to do on Friday night. Of course, we'll have the game for you. 6 o'clock, pregame show on 6.30, Chad. It'll go for two hours. A lot to talk about, a lot to tee up. The game will start at 8. This is Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. You can text 6.30, The phone number is 780-496-0063. Reed Wilkins in the host chair. Matthew Panashik on the other side of the window. Matthew, would you say... The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are your most hated CFL opponent. Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. It's not <laughs> more than the Calgary Stampeders. Yes. Now, why is that? Just because the fans—they're so I don't know—they're on they're, the, the the fans of Saskatchewan. It's not about the team and the players. It's just the fans are so annoying to me. They're annoying. It's like it's like no, that, that fly that just won't go away. You know, it keeps circling at night when you're outside in the patio. You're like, oh. No, no, it keeps going around and around, and you're just like, oh, this is just annoying. Now, that's a bit of a generalization. Not every single Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan you've met has been annoying. Beg to differ. <laughs> Beg to differ on that one, Reed. I got a question for you. Go ahead. Uh, you are, uh, you are a, a, a young man. Un- you are an unmarried young man, correct? That's correct. 
All right. So I have a what-if scenario for you. Go ahead. Let's say uh, you meet a young lady. Okay. And uh, you fall wildly in love with each other. And uh, you think to yourself, well, this is probably the the woman I'm going to marry. For some reason, you don't discuss your sports affiliations until after the engagement has occurred. You then find out she's a intense, diehard, for-life supporter of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Do you still marry this young lady? As long as she's not a Steelers fan, that's fine with me. <laughs> You'd go through with it. Yes. So you could tolerate. So as much as you say, so, so you would you would make an exception. Well, yeah. You know why? Because the Eskimos usually beat the Rough Riders, and I can make fun of her every time the Rough Riders. Well, that's something to the build a marriage around. No, I just, it's a good rivalry, I guess. Right? It's so, a good rivalry, buddy. So. so. The marriage would be fine if the Eskimos were usually better than the Rough Riders. They usually are, so... Well, they usually have been. Yeah. Yes, not always. They usually have been, certainly the last couple of years. Okay, well, that's uh, that's interesting, Matthew. <laughs> it's, I, I, I don't know if that's a recipe for success, uh, though, though my scenario, obviously, is maybe not entirely plausible. But uh, you'd, you'd probably find out who she cheered for before you got engaged, especially knowing you. That'd well, probably be your, one of the first questions on the first date. I could go just, in blind. Just meeting over coffee. I could go blind. Listen, we're not discussing sports teams. After we get engaged, then we'll discuss sports teams. How's you, that? You would never be able to do that. I know. <laughs> you, you, you're, I just, you're probably three minutes into a coffee date. Just like, who's who your for? What do you think of the Bengals? You think Andy Dalton's got the right stuff? What about the Riders? <laughs> you don't like the Riders, do you? Hope you don't like the Riders. Or the Leafs. <laughs> oh, the Leafs are bad, too. I don't think I could marry a Riders fan. Yeah, well, I that, that'd I, be. I don't have a lot of deal breakers. That would be a deal breaker. Yeah. Well, who knows, right? Who knows? It, it is six forty nine. You can let us know what you think. Texting six thirty six thirty. It is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three on the open line. Blue Jays up two one on Kansas City. They're into the bottom of the seventh. Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> You're listening to 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right. By the way, the men's, uh, the Canadian men's basketball team, trying to qualify for the Olympics, beat Senegal by three points today. They are through to Saturday's semifinal against a still-to-be-determined opponent. They have to win this tournament that they're in to get a spot in the Olympics. The Canadian women's team already in the Olympics. They clinched it right here in Edmonton last summer. They will play China in the Edmonton Grads Classic Saturday, Sunday, Monday at the Savile Centre. We'll give away some tickets to Monday's game later on on Inside Sports. The Blue Jays up still up uh, 2-1. Seventh inning at Rogers Center. Oh, the seventh inning just ended. My my bad. Blue Jays uh, just uh, made the third out in the seventh inning. They're up 2-1 on the Royals. Baltimore did win that marathon game in Los Angeles 6-4 in 14 innings. So at the moment, the Blue Jays three back of the Orioles for first in the AL East. If they win, they'll climb back to within two and a half. Marco Estrada, he's on the 15-day DL now with a sore back. He's 5-3 and three on the season with a 2.93 earned run average. 
not goals against average, as I called it earlier in the week. Uh, he will have to miss the All-Star game, which he had been selected to play in. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780 uh, The Big L says, uh, Reed, what if you had a hypothetical fiancé who cheers for the Edmonton Eskimos? She invites a friend over for dinner, and this friend is a Ryder fan and has a fiancé who is a Stampeders fan. Well, I would be fine with that. Limited social interaction with uh, fans of other teams is is fine. I'm just saying I myself don't think I could marry a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. That's all. That's all. And I'm, I'm sure there are some wonderful women who cheer for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders listening right now. There's also some wonderful just, Eskimos just, fans out there, too. Yeah, and I'd be fine meeting the female Eskimos fans. Yes. The Riders fans, just go be wonderful with your own kind. <laughs> that's like the worst thing. That's the worst thing I've ever said. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a horrible human being. Uh, Sam G., loyal texter, says, My brother is married to a Riders fan. There you go. Sam G. chiming in tonight. Well, I hope the relationship works. I guess I'm too shallow, or I just place too much importance on Canadian Football League affiliation. That's all. What do you got for me? Uh, Jed phoned, and he said he can only imagine what your mother would say if you married a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. Oh, he was listening last night, was he? Yes. Well, my mother is a tolerant lady. <laughs> as, I, as I mentioned last night, except when it comes to uh, supporters of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So why do they come to our games? <laughs> uh, what time is it here? 6.57. Oh, we'll do uh, Morley Scott, and we have some comments from Eskimos head coach Jason Moss in the next half hour as well. If uh, you want to chime in on the phone lines, I, I don't care. I'll take your call. It's Wednesday, July 6th. What else am I going to do? Also ahead in the next hour, the Plouffe sisters members of the Canadian women's basketball team. Brendan Ulrich is uh, in Jasper. He just tweeted out a picture of the warm-up from the Billy Moore's Cup. He'll have an update between 8 and 8.30. Glad you're tuning in tonight. We will keep rolling after the news. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.